All right, everybody, welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast. I'm here with the insatiable, insatiable, insufferable, intolerable, inconceivable, indispensable, undisputable, incognito, Alan Sharp. You got it. He, uh, he wrote that intro for himself. Um, a lot of I words. Today, we're talking about the Broncos-Tampa Bay game, recapping some of the Broncos week. Uh, we're simulating today's Madden game because both of us suck at Madden <laughs> enough where it's really hard to play and talk. Uh, we're going to use this to predict the outcome. So whatever happens here is uh, probably what will happen in the game, even though last week's prediction was way off. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think this is the best way to do it. This is the best way, the best format. I kind of let down Broncos Nation last week when I proceeded to get my ass kicked uh, zero to uh, 14. 14-0. Four, no, I think it was 17-0. Maybe. 17-0. You're also going to make a lot of people ma- mad by calling them Broncos Nation. Okay. It's Broncos Country. Well. It's Raiders Nation, and uh, people get very ticked off about that on Twitter. Ooh, Bradley Roby with a great special team. I don't know play. why uh, that was a great, nice play. I don't know why anyone would get mad at that. I mean, if it's Raiders Nation and we start calling it Broncos Nation and you got Broncos Country, Raiders have nothing. Yeah, we so, got two. Take it over. Jesus, guys. <laughs> uh, this guy, the guy that returned that kick, number 11, Humphreys, uh, he's kind of like a Wes Welker clone. So he's been playing pretty well, uh, getting better each week. Somebody to watch out for. But before we get into the Bucks game, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Broncos' beatdown on the Bengals, uh, what your thoughts were on it. I've already talked about it on here a little bit, but I want to get Alan Sharp's perspective on the Broncos' win, Trevor Simeon's play, or whatever you want to talk about from that right. game. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the Broncos did it a little bit differently with the the passing game. And I think that's obviously what everyone's been talking about this week. It was exciting to see Trevor Simeon be able to step up when we needed some offensive production that right. when our running game was being stopped. So um, I'll tell you what, that pass to Emmanuel Sanders for that long touchdown, um, that was a sweet throw yeah and i know some people have criticized him said oh it's a little <laughs> a little underthrown whatever did you he see beat he, the coverage. he beat the coverage and i was watching some espn he actually they showed it um because i haven't actually gone back and looked at the game again i usually like to record them and then uh, i watch them live and then i like to go back and watch just for fun not because i'm an analyst but i just like to watch right. it when i know the the outcome and enjoy it and you're able to take some of the emotion out and really look to see okay what are we doing on these plays anyways on that play Trevor Simeon looks to the right looks off the safety and that's why he beat the coverage because by the time he launched that ball that safety had a ton of field to make up and it was that was a long throw and it was it was awesome so when I saw that um man that's awesome for our offense because that opens up a whole new set of um of offensive threats that the defense now has to account for. Right. Stop our run, that's fine. And, you know, everyone was saying they were challenging us to run because they were loading the box, and they were saying these short passes, these runs, we're going to stop. You need to be able to beat us deep, and that's exactly what he did. They did. Which is awesome. 
Yeah, there. You know, he had a few deep throws. Uh, that other big touchdown to Demarius Thomas. I think like the crazy thing is going to be like to see how he picks up from last week. Because right. Simeon started that game kind of slow. He missed a lot of early throws. Like he didn't look settled at all. But uh, once he he kind of got a rhythm going, he looked, right. he looked great. Um, and Cincinnati dropped two interceptions, which right. could have changed the game. But I think so far this season, he's played the best in the fourth quarter. That's He has like the highest rating in the NFL in the fourth quarter, which is an important stat. And I'm excited to see how they, they move from having that success last week, knowing they opened up a lot of plays, and to see what they do against Tampa Bay whose secondary, by the way, is not nearly as good as uh, Cincinnati's. Um, their defense, uh, in fact, I think is a, is a lot worse than the Bengals. And I think the Broncos can can win this game. This should be their, their best win of the season so far. They're most dominant. But, you know, you know like I'll say that, and then this game will right. be close or they'll the or some bullshit right. like that. But. It's the um, NFL. What separates the worst teams from the best teams are actually like some small margins, some luck, some injuries. Right. Um, it, it, it'll be interesting. I think what people, what we all have to realize is we just have to take it in strides and it's almost impossible for a passionate NFL fan to take things in a large view perspective. Right. What I'm saying is Trevor Simeon, that was his third game. He's a second year quarterback. Um, we want to know now, is right. he good or is he not good? Is he great or is he not good? And these games, he's making subtle mistakes. Well, good quarterbacks make mistakes. He's right. making some mistakes like, you you know, where he's missing some throws. He's doing some different things like um, he should have been picked off twice. Now, one was tipped, and right. I don't know how they didn't pick that off. Yeah. They look like a, like a middle school football team that I've seen play. I mean, right. they just – I don't know. I don't know how they didn't pick that off. That's luck. That's good. But he's going to make some mistakes. What what you're saying about the fourth quarter is uh, – Oh, what the oh. fuck? Is safety? Are you kidding me, Madden simulation? That's some bullshit. John Madden, you son of a bitch. Gerald McCoy is – the uh, one guy on that defensive line that could cause problems for the Broncos this week. Uh, so that might be true, but I, I, I... That ball, why was it on the one-yard line? It looked like he kicked it out of bounds. Did he fair catch it on the one? Uh, you know, I, I was talking. This is why we're not playing bad. And at the same time, because when you're one. talking, it's kind of hard to... Stupid. Yeah, it's... You know. But what you're saying about Simeon, too, is like we want to know whether he's good or bad, like right now so he's probably being uh every pass of his is being dissected right right so andrew luck could have could have had the exact same day as trevor simeon and there's no way i would have talked about luck looking a little shaky in the first quarter right right? because he's already had he's already built a uh uh um He's got the fanfare he's got the you feel legitimate yeah he's built a resume right of, of proving he can play the scouts, well. Scouts, the 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 brain power in the NFL already determined he should be a great quarterback right. before he played one game. Right, and then you know he's done it for a few seasons, so you're not going to be as critical. So like looking at Simeon's early, you know, problems or missed throws, they weren't anything terrible, but that is just you know me wanting to know whether or not I think he's got what it takes. But you're right; it's 
We're not going to know until the end We're of the season. We're not going to know. Like, and even then, you know, like look at Fitzpatrick had a great season last right. season. And then, you know, there's ups and downs. I will say this, though. Something that is telling, and I do believe this, is um, the mental aspect of the game. And, you know, we want to know everything now. I'm saying take it. It's going to take some time. But the fact that he's got a great rating in the fourth quarter, the fact that he's well aware that every throw he's being – Right. Know, everything that he's doing is underneath a microscope, and yet – he has been collective. He has been um, emotionally stable. You don't see big ups or big downs, and everyone talks about how cool he is. And the fourth quarter rating is an is kind of like the proof of that. Right. And that that is not coached. That's yeah. something that maybe you can grow over time, but that's more of a personality trait that right. you get into a lot of social factors there. That's a whole rabbit hole of. Who you are as a person, can you grow or not? And most people are what they are. Trevor Simeon, whether he ends up being a great quarterback or not, has the mental capacity for yeah, the game. That's well, I think for damn right. sure. That's been obvious early. And I think it's it's probably like something that Bill Belichick probably noticed with Tom Brady early on. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't lighting up the the stats when he first started playing with the Patriots. Um, Sorry, my dad was calling me. Oh, that's okay. I will not answer. Um <laughs> But, and, you know, they had their, their, uh, Drew Bledsoe got healthy at the end of that season, but yeah. they decided to go with, uh, with Tom Brady because of that thing where you're saying, like, he wasn't getting rattled. Right. He might not be playing great, but he has, you know, they, they keep using the word poise with Simeon, and that's true, but, like, oh, he's just fucking cool be... under pressure so far. Right. Uh, and he makes a mistake. It doesn't. His game doesn't spiral downward after. And here's something that if if you bring up the Brady kind of uh, narrative, so okay, we recognize the the guy is um, cool under pressure. He's got the clutch mentality. Um, and what else do you need to this, solve that equation? It's something we talked about last time. You need a great organization, a right. smart head coach, and if you get the um, resources around you with that mentality, you can grow in. You have a much better chance to grow into being that kind of quarterback that Tom Brady has become and maybe the best ever to play the game. Um, but I, I think that a lot to do with that is the, the cast he's had around him. Um, whereas, you know, Peyton Manning, if he take him off the team, the team only wins a couple of games. I think Trevor Simeon right. is in a, in a similar situation where fortunately for us, Right now, um, he's got all the resources around him. The organization's always been thought of. The Broncos have always been thought of one of the top organizations yeah. in football. I mean, since they do things right since Pat Bowen took over, right? right? And they know they know the, what they want to be. They want to win a championship every year. They they're not there just. The owners aren't. You know, Pat's legacy wasn't just about making money. It's about competing, winning, and being the best. And jeez, why wouldn't hey, you just oh. run that in? God, oh. Madden, it's still not there still yet. Still not a real football game. But Simeon is in that situation, and what I mean we have the luxury now is because we've built up that defense. Right. We have the running philosophy. Everything about this spells, dude, just do your job, and not to sound like the Patriots, but just do your job, have that clutch mentality, and good things are going to happen. I think that's what we're watching. Whether, yeah. you know, anyone who makes it in the NFL is good, a great athlete. Right. Right. You got to nurture and it's, support it, and you know I think like the old saying is like a a, a young quarterback's best friend is a good running game. Right, and it's really just a great fucking defense. D- 
defense That's why Sam Bradford's like. doing well right now in right. Minnesota. Right. Their defense is playing insane. And um, the defense and the running game go hand-in-hand. If right. you have a good defense, you're more apt to run it because you want to chew up time. Right. And then when you the defense goes on, the, you know, you're not worried about the other team scoring. And even the Eagles right now with Carson Wentz, who's playing pretty well, their defense is really good. Right. They held Pittsburgh to seven points or six points something last week. So... That's the continues to be like the strength of this team is the defense, and as long as they stay healthy, like Simeon has the opportunity to grow into that role, right. which most most NFL quarterbacks don't get that chance, and that's right. why so many of them fucking fail all the right. time. Is like they're not given a great opportunity to succeed, and that's probably exactly why like Jared Goff isn't playing right now because they know he'd be thrown in the fire, and he might not be ready for that. Can you imagine, right now the big story in the NFL is how great all these first-year and rookie quarterbacks are playing. Exactly. Can you imagine if Jared Goff was in the, the stats and he was throwing, like, you know, three to five picks a game, losing right. by double digits, and, and they would just they would be saying, wow, did they miss on the first pick. Right. Which is total, you know, that's it's unfair. It can be unfair. Not to say Jared Goff should be definitely great, um, but it's unfair because there's so many moving parts. Oh, All yeah. the time. There's so many moving parts. And you really need an ownership that wants to win and a coach who the players buy into their philosophy right. on how to win, you know? Yeah, and even like Dak Prescott in, in Dallas is playing well because they have a really good offensive line yep. and a, a decent defense, you know what I mean? He's right. getting protection and time to do the things that take young quarterbacks a little longer to, to figure out. Um but that's probably enough on quarterback talk. Yeah, uh, we the Broncos Couple of quarterback experts, right? Here. We're as experts as they get. You got a kid? You want us to develop? Well, we'll develop right. your Robert A. is not even fucking playing this weekend. Uh, so I don't know how we update that on Madden. Um, well, when we had to simulate it, right? We kind of screwed up. Yeah. Oh well, uh, Robert Ayers, I don't think is playing, which is. Huge because without him, that defensive line really only has Gerald McCoy. Uh, the Broncos' run game did not look too good last week, um, and we thought that might be a problem with Cincinnati. Uh, they should have success against Tampa Bay, but the Broncos' best run performance was week one. It's gotten worse each week after. Yeah, what were you surprised about in that Cincinnati game? What was I surprised about? Yeah, well, yeah. What were you? Um, I'll talk like overall. Overall, just yeah. I mean, did you think? I didn't think they were going to stop our run that effectively. But again, no, they all sold. Have... They sold out for the run too a right. lot of times. And I also didn't think their run would be that effective. It it was scary. That game started yeah. the perfectly for the Bengals. I mean, they were running the football. Um, it was I, kind of a rough start. Yeah. No, I think that's. You probably nailed it right there. I think their success running the ball early was the biggest surprise. I we the Broncos figured out a way to stop it, but I mean Jeremy Hill had like ninety of his ninety seven yards in that first half. Yeah. One was that big like fifty yard run, but he scored two touchdowns. Uh the defense didn't look in sync there. Um and that brings me to a question uh that was asked on Twitter by let me see here. Man, the Broncos are not looking sharp in this Tampa Bay game. 9-0, minute to go in the second quarter. Yeah, this simulation sucks. Maybe but, we should be playing. Uh, 
Ralph Ferguson on Twitter asked, has Wolf eaten anyone's children lately? Hmm. And I'm saying no. Wolf's been a bit quiet on that defensive line. Hasn't right. been wreaking havoc the way uh, he did down the stretch last season. So I'm guessing, uh, you know, he said he would eat Tom Brady's kids. That's mm-hmm. where that, that question comes right. from. I don't think he's eaten any children recently, and I think he should. Hey, I'll, be I'll okay provide some babies for him. <laughs> there are a lot of babies born in this world that probably shouldn't. They're, they're the new cash crop of America's society. Right. Once was tobacco, now it's children. And it's easier to make and more fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're also like very high in, in nutrients. So Placenta. <laughs> if, you, if you do eat them, uh, it, it's really good for the consumer. So I think that might be part of why Wolf's been quiet. Maybe against a weak Tampa Bay offensive line. I think it's on the other side, but I don't think their offensive line's great. They do have success running the ball. Doug Martin's not playing, but Charles Sims uh, is a pretty good running back. I think our defense can control this game. And I'll tell you what, sometimes, I mean, eating a children, I guess, would be equivalent to, you know, sacking the quarterback, getting big hits on the quarterback. Interior defense alignment can have solid games without showing right. up on the highlight reel a lot. So um not going to go ahead and say he has been playing great, but... Um, I you know yeah he's not he's not I, he was an animal right. on that playoff and run coming in hitting the quarterback and uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with Malik Jackson being gone or I don't know I think why the reason to me like it feels like he's been quiet is because he was like the run stuffer last yeah. season uh, and since the all all of the the teams the Broncos have played have had a decent amount of success running the ball on him. Um, and it's not just the D line that also goes back to you know your your linebackers, uh, Marshall and Todd Davis. There we but, go, big sack. Um, D Ware, wish he was playing. <laughs> Marcus Ware has made a very speedy recovery from his broken uh, forearm. Um, but I mean Tampa Bay can run, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Uh, right, Jameis Winston, he he takes risks with the ball. He makes plays. Him and Mike Evans, uh, they have really good chemistry. They take shots down the field quite a bit. Uh, and Jameis extends plays. Uh, I think that's going to be the hardest thing for the Broncos to hold on to coverage if he's extending plays. We saw Luck have some success with that, uh, even though we really kind of shut him down. I feel like this defense is that good. They'll do the same thing it's to Winston so, and force him to make some shitty throws. Right. It's so amazing that the defense um, – not just has a great on all levels. It's just like Fuck. a yeah, that's a awful Charles Sims awful. one big fucking touchdown. See, this is why this is what I'm about to say that shouldn't happen too often in this defense because you have a great defensive line, but sometimes that you used to call, you know, coverage sacks. You know, right. when you have a great secondary, you're gonna get some coverage sacks. Our defense line doesn't need great coverage to get sacks, but we still have great coverage. Right. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough. You might see. Here was my prediction when Wade Phillips came to the Broncos last year. I was telling my uh, she's my fiance at the time now, but before you know, I was telling my girlfriend who grew up in Colorado but had taken some years off from watching the Broncos. I mean, 
we're talking probably a good eight years <laughs> right. or so. And I'm obviously very <laughs> passionate about it. Halftime stats for the Broncos are the worst <laughs> oh, you will ever fucking see in your life. I'm not playing this week, okay? So this isn't me. Um, but anyways, what I, I guess my long-winded story. I would say when w- Wade Phillips came here, I was gonna, I was telling her he's going to get creative. Based on what I know of him, we're going to make some big plays, but that puts us vulnerable for some big plays against us sometimes. Right. You know, we're going to blitz different safeties. We may have a corner blitz. We may have this. And the, if the quarterback reads it just right and they have the right play, they could go for a long touchdown. And we're willing to give up these big plays because overall we think that we're going to have more big plays than they will. Right. And that's kind of what my guess was going to be. But then our defense ended up being better than better that. than I thought. And it's ridiculous because we can do some – we can play zone. We can play man-to-man. We can send people from all over. We can mix it up. And every single position out there can hold their own so well that, yeah, Tampa Bay, you might get some plays against us. But obviously – I'm taking the Denver Broncos on before every snap of the ball to win every play. They won't, but <laughs> the, you believe it. I believe it. The stats say they should, right? So now the Madden stats say that we're going to get Madden destroyed. Madden stats are really screwing us here. But uh, that doesn't – it makes sense. I mean, no one gave the Broncos a sh- – when this game was being put together, the Broncos, how are they going to recover from all these players right. losing? Brock Osweiler, the best quarterback to ever play the game, is leaving. <laughs> uh, Malik Jackson left. Um, you, you lose your – They figured Man, out Jordan lose, Taylor's hair, though. They did get Jordan <laughs> Taylor's hair just right. So, I, I, you know, that's – it's just kind of the way it goes. We're just not a hot pick at the beginning of the year. Right. <laughs> it's uh, – Sorry, I got distracted by uh, Jordan Taylor's hair. Yeah. Is it my it's my, no, it's oh, no. my fian- my wife. <laughs> She's probably gonna ask what we want for dinner. Hello. Um. We don't care. Where are you? Oh, okay. Um. We could eat some children. We would like babies. <laughs> We want to eat babies for dinner. Human babies. We were just talking about it in the podcast, okay? Duh. Uh, do you want to just give me a call once you get to the liquor store? We're going to eat liquor for dinner? Okay. It's, I'm sorry, we were just we're in the middle of recording right now. Whatever, Panda's fine. Great. I mean, if that's what sound good to her. <clears throat> uh, okay. Sandwiches, panda, whatever. Love you. Bye. Wonder if that stopped my record. No. What? Still going. Okay. Pardon that interruption. Uh, <laughs> just trying to figure out dinner over here at the Perna household. Gotta feed Alan Sharp. He has a very strict diet. Absolutely. Um, everything gives him diarrhea or causes him to break out in hives. Or both. Or causes my diarrhea to be in hives, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want your diarrhea to have hives. It's a problem no doctor can solve. And it's really bad on or, septic and sewer. Right. Uh, I've tried to help him with it, but I haven't been able to figure it out. No matter how many times he lets me look at his, <laughs> his diarrhea hives. Don't ask where else he's looks. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, I thought Virgil Green still kind of banged up. 
We saw Jeff Hyreman make his first catch as a Bronco. It was a pretty big one. Phillips. Phillips scored a touchdown. Uh, So I'm not too concerned about those guys, you know, picking up the slack this week. Maybe we'll see Jeff Hyreman a little more involved in the game if uh, Green can't go. But how do you think uh, Shane Ray had a hell of a game against Cincinnati? He had three sacks. Um you know, late in the game when we needed him. He was starting to look pretty quick off the edge there. You think he's going to continue to sort of dominate on the edge there? Well, I'll tell you what. If you get Von Miller on the other side, you should get some opportunities because right. they're not going to let Von Miller. They're going to try to chip him. They're going to do some different things. Their focus is on Von Miller. Um, so if you're playing on the opposite side, there's only so much, there's only so many resources they can send to stop the pass rush. Shane Ray, your uh, first round draft pick, you are supposed to be, um, and you were picked later in the first round than right. what you may have could have gone. It's your second year. You need, you could have gone to a a, a, a t- bad team, and they're asking you to be their Von Miller. Jesus. And so, yeah, I expect him to continue, and I think he could have some. Some big numbers, you know. Um, I don't expect Trevor Simeon to hold on to the football no. for eight seconds while trying to figure out where to throw. Kubiak's pissed. Kubiak taking uh, those performance. <laughs> Look how long drugs. he holds on to this football. It's in slow motion now. It's going to feel like an eternity. One, two, three. Uh. Don't step up in the pocket. <laughs> Keep going. What should I do? Mm, oh, it's too late. You know, they had him rated low, too. I'll say this. It makes me look better. I was playing better than the bad. Yeah, next okay. week, uh, I'll play or Alan will play. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I know we got some criticism last week. You restart and played again, but I don't want to do that. It worked for us last week. Right. It's I just too do, much. Do you work. know that I almost predicted the score perfectly? Oh, really? I said 24 to 17. Broncos win, and it was 22-17. to 17. We were going for a two-point conversion. Oh. And I was like, oh, let's get it. But it was early enough I wanted us to score some more points. Right. So I didn't want that to be the last score we had. Yeah. But part of me wanted, wanted to, to get your prediction get right. Prediction no, I've done right. that before. I think I predicted 23-17 uh, or something like that. So I thought it was going to be close. But 29, we'll take the extra points. Hey, the offense is producing, and uh, that's good news for us. That's good news for Brian. Do you think that their game plan will be any different? Or do you think – because there's people that saying, okay, they're just seeing what the guy – he's got the guy being Trevor Simeon, that he's shown he can do some things. Now Kubiak's going to open more of his playbook. Like everyone knows what Kubiak's playbook right. is. Um or do you think then the other side of that, it's like, no, they were just loading the box, trying to stop the run, the short passes, so he took the shots deep down because that's what the defense was giving him, or that was his best shot, these one-on-one matchups with these good receivers. So I guess I'm asking you, do you think that we're going to see, again, that more successful run attack? Do you think we're going to be airing it out, taking some deeper shots? I think I think the Broncos are going to throw quite a bit. Um, I could, I mean, obviously I could be wrong. Uh but I, don't think I think I think the the reason is I don't think their secondary is great, um, and their corners are all five foot ten. So which is two inches up, at least taller than Brandon and me. <laughs> like whoever lines up against Demarius Thomas, there's a huge that's a physical huge advantage physical, over there. Yeah. Um, I don't know how big their safeties are, uh, but I would imagine 
This, to me, I think is Demarius Thomas's best chance for having a huge game. Uh, they have Brent Grimes, who's a good corner, but then it's a, it's a rookie, Hargraves and Altron Burner. Um, so, you know, even those guys against like Emmanuel Sanders or I, I think if the rookie who usually covers in the slot lines up against Sanders, Sanders is going to win that battle. Uh, if Benny Fowler's healthy, he's another big receiver. There's a lot of mismatches, so I think right. they can they can get open. And even if DT's not open, Simeon should be confident throwing up a Throw jump a ball jump to ball. him. So yeah, unless he's double covered, like that's the my like reasoning behind the them throwing a lot. I would like to see them have uh, more success running as well, and I think they can get to the second level. Their linebackers are pretty good, but I think. Uh, this offensive line should open holes on the defensive line. And I think uh, CJ's a good back. And if he gets that initial hole there, he's going to make a linebacker miss. He's going to make some plays. So right. I, I expect the offense to play well again. Uh, absolutely. Uh, who the hell is that? Pocatello, Idaho. The <laughs> girl from Pocatello. I actually know people in Pocatello, but I don't think they would be calling me. <laughs> Uh, what's, uh, this game's winding down. What's your prediction for, for the game? Give me your score and then give me your, uh, what was our, the rubber? Uh, pack your rubber because you might get lucky prediction. Pack your rubber because you might get lucky prediction. All right, score. Uh, I have it at Denver Broncos are going to score 35 points. Okay. Hey, use that momentum, right? 35 points. I have the Buccaneers scoring uh, 10 points. 35 to 10. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's – I can roll with that because the 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 Bucks, the one team that kicked the shit out of them uh, was the Arizona Cardinals. And I think out of all the teams they've played, they're the most similar to the Broncos in that they have a really good defense and they have an offense that uh, can score a lot of points. I'm not saying the Broncos offense can consistently do it, but we saw it happen last week. And I'll, I'll, I'll go, my prediction is going to be 33 Broncos, 12. 12. Buccaneers. They're going to get that safety that was predicted in this or game. Or a bunch of field goals. Yeah. Or four field goals. Well, they have fun. a rookie <laughs> kicker, a rookie field goal kicker. All right. Um, now give me your, uh, you might get lucky, so put on your rubber prediction. <laughs> put on your rubber now, not just pack it. <laughs> Wear it all night. You might get lucky. It's and it feels cool when you put it on. Kubiak wears it on the side. <laughs> Smart. Um, all right. I predict um, my crazy prediction will be in the start of the second half, despite having a large lead, the Broncos will be kicking off in the second half. We'll do an on surprise onside kick. They will get re- they will recover the onside kick and they will score not one but two plays later, just to kind of say. Fuck you, Tampa Bay. <laughs> now, nobody knows this, but Gary Kubiak hates Tampa, <laughs> he hates Florida. Hates it. Hates it. He hates Tampa, Florida. Not kid at all. My prediction's going to be Akeem Talib's returning to Tampa Bay for the first time. Tampa drafted him. I believe he punched one of his teammates in the face there. Uh, I believe Akeem did. That's I believe not like Akeem. He gets another pick six in okay. this game. Gets another interception. And he punches one of the Tampa Bay players <laughs> just for fun. Because Does he get he wants, kicked out? 
Uh, yes. And he gets suspended <laughs> for two wait, games. Wait, wait. You're predicting that he's going to return a, a ball to the house. So pick six plus another interception. Right. So he's going to have two interceptions. One to pick six. He's going to punch a player in the face. Right. And get kicked out and suspended. Yep. Two game suspension. <laughs> Uh, which Talib wants because he got suspended uh, for that game last year, and the rest really helped him be very yeah. fucking good. I think I think both of our predictions are almost certain to come true. I do too. I know it. Uh, In my heart. I another prediction is I see. I think we see a big play from Bradley Roby too. We haven't okay. seen that yet. Um, he's been kind of quiet as well. So maybe a, a big Bradley Roby play here. So those are predictions. Uh, this game is still winding down. <laughs> the Broncos have a chance here. Marshall tried for the strip. They got their timeouts. They just need 10 points in a minute. Well, a uh, touchdown. Oh, yeah. Not, <laughs> not eight points, 10. You're right. They would have made six. Yeah. Not eight. <laughs> Fuck. Commercial break. Can we We've only allowed up? 67 passing yards. <laughs> the Broncos off our defense... Has I mean Andy Dalton threw for two hundred and six yards last week, but that was but a lot of that was junk junk yards. Junk like, yards. They've been yeah. shutting down opposing teams passing games. And I think they'll be able to do that against Winston. Remember when Vincent oh, yeah. Jackson was as good as Mike Evans is? Yeah. But then Vincent Jackson I got like my last round in my fantasy draft <laughs> almost. Because and he's he from that good. He went to University of Northern Colorado. I was listening to the radio, 104.3 The Fan, and they were talking, DMAC was talking about, in <laughs> the Tampa Bay uh, organization, They in their own press release, they put up this matchup, and they have the Denver Broncos, 3-0, versus the Buccaneers, 1-3. They haven't even played four games. They're one and two. That was in their so, press release? Yeah. According to D-Bag. So they have uh, effectively predicted that they're going to lose this game. Obviously, it was a typo, but they're already right. thinking of themselves as well. No, they've three. already predicted their own future. <laughs> so, And I wish, like, the, ta- the, the Buccaneers with that pirate ship in the stadium have a really cool fucking stadium. Yeah, it's like Elitch's, but it's football stadium. Yeah. It's like something theme park it's sweet and they just they haven't been fired cannons when they ooh, the broncos have a chance skip through these as fast as we can they get a quick score here onside recovery another quick score another onside recovery win by two touchdowns it could happen (laughs) hey it could happen the the you know who's got to feel really shitty is like connor barth who (laughs) Tampa Bay cut him. He came in Denver, kicked really well. Denver cut him. He went back to Tampa Bay, and then they they drafted this rookie kicker, cut him, and now he's somewhere else. Well, he's at um, where is he? Well, he just he kept he missed a couple field goals recently. Did he? At least one. Yeah, he was on maybe a primetime game. Barth I don't know. Fader. Barth Fader. I was watching him, and they're like, uh, ooh, missed field goal. Oh, we. Uh, they went for a field goal. That's weird. Yeah, look it up. Connor Barth. Um, where the fuck is You Connor? know, he might be in Chicago with John Fox. That's oh, where he is. that's right. And he's not been doing that good. Fucking Foxy. Well, enough people cut you. and you Oh, either... man, he's got this full beard on here. He looks horrible. <laughs> uh, you were watching the opening 
game of the season for the Bears. The Bears were playing the Texans. Is that right? Yeah. And you're like, there are basically bron- the <laughs> Broncos, Broncos versus everywhere. the Broncos. Right. Because you had Jay Cutler, former Broncos quarterback, right. Brock Osweiler, former Broncos quarterback, Mitch Unrein on the Bears, um, Connor Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan. Uh, there's more. Uh, Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal. The, basically, they kept talking about all these players. And again, I was with my fiance, and I was like, that's a former Bronco. That's a formal Bronco. And then all of a sudden it got kind of funny because I was like, that's another formal Bronco. <laughs> yeah. Former Bronco. It was, it was you know, because you got John Fox in right. Chicago. And, and the fact Cutler was already there yeah. as a coincidence. And the Bears had uh, Omar Bolden on the team, but they cut him during training camp. That's funny. So that would have been another one. And then Houston, you know, um, you had a few players even on Houston, right? Brock Osweiler. So I know it wasn't just from uh, Chicago side of the ball. Yeah, so it, I thought that was really funny. I wanted to talk about that because there there were a ton and then I didn't. So that's all right. There's so many things I want to talk to you about that I never get a chance to. We can talk all night. <laughs> J.J. Watt, speaking of the Texans, out for the season. Yeah. That's crazy. J.J. What you gonna do? J.J. What you gonna do? <laughs> That's cool, right? J.J. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when your back acts up <laughs> on you? Uh, I don't know who else on the Texans. I don't know. It's got to be more than Brock Osweiler, right? I'm not seeing any. Who knows? Oh, who, who knows? Cares? We'll They're never the Texans. Know. All right, fourth and ten. This is the money down. Come on, Broncos. We need to finish this podcast. Yeah, this is getting a little it's too long. long. The simulation Especially takes too long. We're gonna lose. We used all our timeouts. Yep. Yeah, there's no chance. If they miss this, we'll call it. Oh, big completion. Stays in bounds. Way to it's go, Benny Fowler. His elbow was hurting him. He wasn't thinking straight. They get up to the line of scrimmage quickly. Simeon downs the ball. Kubiak's got a call in the hot play. Grimes is excited. Grimes. He's also uh, named after the uh, beloved dead character on The Simpsons, Frank Grimes. (laughs) Grimey. Oh, come on. Just call the fucking plays. Simulations are boring. All right, Simeon's in shotgun. Got four receivers out there, including Virgil Green, line wide. He throws to the right side of the field, and it is oh, complete to Virgil, Virgil Green. Where was out his of offense bounds earlier? Stop the clock. Simeon is hot. Warming up. He's 10 for 14, but only 113 yards. He kept taking those big sacks. Oh, Virgil Green looks huge. You should see him without his pants on. <laughs> All right, 27 seconds left in the game. 10 yards, first down, we'll put him on the uh, three-yard line. Simeon in shotgun, four four wide receivers again. He looks right, nobody there. Pass rush is coming. He rolls out to his right, and he has sack, but there's a flag. There's a flag. Maybe it's uh, roughing the passer. Maybe it's defensive holding. Face face mask. Ooh, this gets the Broncos very close to the end zone. Gerald McCoy had the safety earlier. Now... 
he was not safe and tried to hurt Trevor Simeon. Who Who's got shit all over his face. He's got a, a five o'clock shadow. He On looks, his nose. He looks about 25 years older than he really is. Somebody sent me a picture of Simeon uh, on from Madden on Twitter. I was like, this looks nothing like him. <laughs> well, I don't think they thought... I don't know what they thought. He that. looks like fucking uh, the main guy from Lost. Get in. Oh! Touchdown. Is it a TD? No. They spotted <laughs> on the one. Oh, what is he going to do? Spike, Spike the ball? Spike the ball. Or run it. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. They should have reviewed... The, well, you got to challenge that. Yeah, you got to challenge out right away. You're out of timeouts. You can't challenge. Under two minutes. Under two minutes. Coach can't... Well, the quarter's only three minutes. <laughs> How does that fucking work on Madden? Well, under two minutes, you can't challenge, and... Uh, they had to call that one. They should have stopped it. New York should have stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final play of the game, and then we're out of here. Touchdown! Touchdown! <laughs> Nor I got a little wood. <laughs> they try to get him more involved, which I think is a mistake. I think he's good at returning punts, but I don't think he's as quick and shifty as they think they think he is. Yeah. After that big, uh, you know, punt return in the Super Bowl, like that was good, but that was kind of a mess up on Carolina's part. Right. Did you see? There's this thing, uh, an episode. It was like, uh, oh shit, no, I can't think. But it interviewed Norwood, Vinny Fowler, and um, Trevor. No, and and uh, uh, the other uh, receiver. Um, the blonde hair dude. Jordan Taylor? Jordan Taylor, those three, and about how the Super Bowl season and how they each had a unique role, role. in it. Yeah, and they each did something like Benny Fowler had the last pass ever thrown by Peyton Manning. Right, caught that two Jordan Norwood has the longest punt return in, in, in NFL history in the Super Bowl, and Jordan Taylor had the rare opportunity of doing Working these Manning. Manning and these weird practices that no one even knew about. And so... No, I mean they knew about, but they were going to the the workouts. Right, nobody was allowed to watch. And they all like no one knew these guys really, and uh, it was just kind of interesting. Anyways, it was a special I watched. That's cool. And I watched the Nelway special, but it was from like 1999 or just 2000. And it was kind of <laughs> funny. And he talks with his wife on there. They showed all these like oh, old crazy. interviews with like him, like from earlier. So there's one like in '96, and he's with his wife Janet. And he's like, I just really love Janet. And you know, like, like, no, you don't. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to the That's Good Broncos podcast. Uh, I'm Brandon Perna at Brandon Perna on Twitter. Here with Alan Sharp at Alan underscore Sharp 43. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, Sorry this one went long. It was 40 fucking minutes because we simulated. We'll get it back down to 20 next week. We're working out the formula. We're working out the formula. So is Trevor Simeon. We'll all get better. By the end of the season, we'll have this figured out, and then we'll stop doing it. Absolutely.